Welcome back to Killer Fun, where we explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. I'm Christy, and today, today, if you didn't make it over to PredictoCast to hear how well we did on our predictions for Ready to Wear when we did a takeover of their show, well, I have that here for you today. You get to listen and hear how well we did and what we thought of the rest of the movie and all that good stuff. So we hope that you enjoy. So this is a super long bonus episode. It's much longer than what we normally have. Enjoy. All right, we're back. We watched the rest of Pret-a-Porter or Ready to Wear. We had a look to see if our predictions came true. Yeah, we had to. You know what? I'm really, really sad that our predictions didn't come true. You know what? It just goes to show you should really pay attention to what you commit to. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) You know what? The movie was bad. I'm going to say that right now. Yeah, it It was was not good. it It was bad. And... But there's a lot to laugh at. Well, yeah. And you know what? I think that was the point. But they just failed so miserably at actually making a comedy. But it was full of potential. Yeah. And it missed all of it. All of it. I think there was maybe two scenes where I feel like they nailed the sketch comedy. But... Well, yeah. Because that's what we were talking while we were watching this. We really feel like... You hit, I think you hit it on the head. Tell us what you so thought when it I was watching like. it. I felt like it should be Monty Python. Yes, you know, I felt like they were going for those very sketch comedy kind of British awkwardness, um, and then also stringing that together into some sort of cohesive plot ish, right? But yeah. every scene should have been way funnier, and there were so many times where you knew, you knew that you were supposed to be laughing, and instead you were like. No. It's not funny. It's not funny. Yeah. All right. So let's recap what our predictions were. Let's do that. You said that Julia Roberts was going to be in on the murder, that there was going to be a dog and a human murdered, that Julia Roberts, the guy with the tie and the guy with the hat were all in cahoots, and that the guy with the tie was the pregnant model's baby daddy, and Julia Roberts wanted to take her place on the catwalk. Yep. That was my prediction. And I think the movie would have had to be substantially smarter in order for those plot lines. (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I really overestimated. (laughs) Yes, you did. As did did I, because I said Julie Roberts was innocent, which she was. She was. You did get that right. I I got that right. But I said she wanted to sing with Lyle Lovett and be discovered. And then that was wrong. I know Lyle Lovett in this movie made I, boots. No, no, yep. He made boots. I thought Julia Roberts is going to be tapped to be a model. I did not expect her to not leave her hotel room at all. At all. I thought she was going to solve the murder. <laughs> and that the murder, murder victim would be a dog. Turns out we were lied to. There is no murder. There is no murder. There's, There's no. No murder. Okay, before we can go on. There is a crime. Because somebody leaves the scene of a death. Yes. Having been a witness and did not report it. Yes. And ran away. Okay. Tie man. Before we can... Tie man. (laughs) No, hat man. Hat man left the scene of of tie tie man's death. Yes. So when we were talking before, we wondered... Were Julia Roberts and Lyle Lovett together because of this movie? We did wonder that. No. 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 
Did they, they break up because of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> it seems like they should have. They actually got married June 27th of 1993. This movie was filmed in the fall of 1994. It was fall 1994 fashion week. And they were only married for 21 months. So was he in the movie because of her? Probably. That's probably Okay, so let's talk about Lyle Lovett for just a moment. Because, you know, when I was a a youth, young adult in the 90s, um, I remember thinking Lyle Lovett looked like, well, I'm thinking, wait, hold on, let me go through my Rolodex of descriptive words that are not offensive. Because, um, you know, in the 90s, I'm so in my 90s, right? Like, I'm so Gen X'd over all of this. Uh And I'm thinking of all these words and I'm realizing those are inappropriate words that I said back in the 90s. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, I thought he looked weird. Yeah, well, he looked, he had a very unusual look. Like his suits were too thin, thin. and his hair was too tall. It was a little too Kramer-esque. And like the, uh, the yes. shaved sides. Yeah. And now I look at him and I'm going, he was ahead of his time because he looks banging. Like he's on Thank fire. Thank you. Yes. And I really wish I would have in the 90s recognized that he looks freaking cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Instead of like, I don't know, I always kind of thought he was like hick dropped in Dior suits. Yeah, it just it just felt like strange or something. It didn't hit anything for me. Like he wasn't a category. And I think I was maybe too young to think that was uh, as cool as it was. But Mary Shapen Carpenter, you're the only one who knew it. You're the only one. And yep. I know it now. And I regret having missed the years of looking <laughs> at him and going, cheers to I love it. Yeah. Okay. So it's amazing that a movie this bad had this famous of a cast. See, that's, that's, that's the potential. I think they all thought Yes, that that, all these famous people are going to be in it. It's going to be fantastic. And I think they all signed up thinking that they all wanted to be part of something that hysterical, like that cult favorite. <laughs> they, you all, know? they must have all thought everybody else's scenes were way funnier. I mean, if they even got to see everybody else's scenes, right? <laughs> well, I'm right? sure they didn't. I'm sure that's part of it is there's all these famous people and working around all their schedules. Okay, so my scene's okay, maybe a little funny, Everybody else's scenes must be really great because Julia Roberts can just, you yeah. know. I don't know what they thought. She couldn't act her way out of a paper bag in this movie. It was pretty awful. But you know who was rocking? Tracy Ullman. Oh, she really Because was. see, this is right up her alley. Yep. And so her scene, that was the scene where I was like, that's funny. I could just watch that scene over and over again mm-hmm. because her scenes were great. Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's see. Okay, so Marcello Mastriani is uh, who played uh, Hatman Sergio. He's like a really famous Italian actor, and that's actually another Prince connection because oh. there was a song in when they were doing a catwalk, which I'll talk about in a minute. That was by Prince, and in the song "The Good Life" by Prince, which was on the same album by the new power generation, Marcello Mastriani is part of the lyrics. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and then Sophia Loren, who I'm not going to call by her name. <laughs> I'm gonna, just going to call her Sophia Loren. Uh, Kim Basinger, Rupert Everett, Lily Taylor, Forrest Whitaker, Julia Roberts, Tim Robbins, Lauren Bacall, Lyle Lovett, Tracy Ullman, Terry Garr. 
I mean, and then we have a bunch of people who perf- who were there as themselves. Yeah. Harry Belafonte, Cher, Helena Christensen, a whole bunch of designer people. Bjork was there, Naomi Campbell, David Copperfield, Christy Turlington, all of these people. Amazing. And it fell so flat. It was rough. There is a reason why this movie is not on streaming services because nobody wants to. That was what we were wondering about because we were like, how in the world did we have to like buy an old DVD of this? A used DVD. I mean, you could buy a new one. Now I understand. Mm -hmm. Not even Netflix would pick this up. That's saying something. It's saying something because, you know, they could pick it up cheap. They could pick it up real cheap. <laughs> I think maybe the actors, well, maybe they paid them not to pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. They're like, can we not do this anymore? And then you ask, what did Roger Ebert say about this movie? <laughs> this movie is a hate letter to the fashion industry. <laughs> wait, wait. And the movie industry. <laughs> I think so because or the audiences because clearly somebody hated me to make me watch this movie is ready to wear entertaining not as much as I would have preferred and I think he really only said that because like he was friends with some of these people I think so I think because I feel like he went a little soft yeah he's like I like Robert Allman I feel so, like the, the, the whole thing can be summarized as A for effort. <laughs> and F, and for, F execution. for execution. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So shall we talk about what happened in this ridiculously awful movie? Well, did anything happen? I mean, that's part of the well, problem. I have pages of notes. So... <laughs> Because I did all this work, let's talk about it. I have a feeling that I'm going to wake up a week and a half from now and go, I love that movie. <laughs> God, I hope not. Because there's already scenes that are coming back to me that like stand alone. I'm like laughing at. We need at. to make our own like super director's cut. That instead <laughs> of, you know, it being like three and a half hours long, it's like 28 minutes. Yes. It would be so good. Uh-huh. So there's Hatman, Hatman, Sergio, played by Marcello Mastriani, and Time Man, Olivier. Olivia. Yeah. And they meet at the airport. Olivier gets <laughs> interviewed by Kitty Potter, who's played by Kim Basinger. All these famous people. The two recognize each other because of their ties. <laughs> Do they recognize? <laughs> no. Like, Sergio's like, the most obvious guy, I mean, he had to be on camera or just barely off camera pointing at his tie. And the, like, there's nothing subtle about this movie. No, it's like the big winky face. Like his face became an emoji <laughs> yes. as he pointed at his tie. Like we have the same tie. See, we're supposed to talk to each other. Wink, wink. <laughs> so <laughs> bad. Oh. And then Kitty Potter interviews magazine editors, one of which is Tracy Ullman in one of those felt top hats from the 90s that oh, was yeah. like, oh, I thought I thought it was actually kind of fantastic. Oh, they, they nailed it was, our life. Oh, they yeah. nailed Gen X. Yeah, they, they did. They really did. And then uh, the, what, another one of them reminded me of Edna Mode from The Incredibles because she's like teeny tiny and you recognized her from oh, something yeah, because she works she's the you know team lead for ncis la uh-huh. um yeah 
which I did not make that connection. So, and then there's Ty Man Olivier and Hatman Sergio. They get in a car with a driver and they get stuck in traffic on the bridge. And Olivier tells the driver to get out and go find out what the problem is. <laughs> Was that a thing in the 90s that you just like order your driver to get out and go check on traffic? I don't know, but I do remember I have. I've seen it happen around New York. Like when you're on, when you're okay. coming to the GW, you know, coming off like maybe the Jersey Turnpike and stuff. Like if there's like massive track, people just get out and they're like walking up, like what's going on, you know? So I don't know. Maybe it, it was didn't a thing. seem like they were in traffic all that long because he had just gotten food at the airport and he was still, and eating, he was it. still eating it and he was snarfing it. Yeah. Which will be important momentarily. <laughs> But, like, they weren't in traffic that long. No. I mean, you have to be stuck in the same spot for, like, 10 minutes before you get out. I mean, really, like, 10 minutes minimum, right? Yeah, I think so. I think so, too. I think so. So he sends him out. (gasps) And then Olivier chokes on his sandwich. Yep. It was gross. Yeah, it was was, was really gross. (laughs) And he died, like, really fast. Damn, he was dead. Like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it was pretty gross. I mean, for all the time they took on other stuff, they made him (laughs) die really, really fast. I'm like, this is the good part of the movie. (laughs) You know, there's this guy dying. It's something happening that's relatively interesting. And you just (laughs) rushed right through it. (laughs) So Sergio gets out of the car and hides from the driver and runs off. And the driver starts yelling murderer. <laughs> and so Sergio jumps off the bridge. He jumps off the bridge into the, into the water. I mean, no, you don't survive that. Well, I mean, maybe you do, but not, well, not like, an old man. An old well, man does true. not jump off a bridge. <laughs> that's true. Into the freaking river. Marcella Mastriani was not a young man. That's true. And some photographer takes a bunch of pictures of him. So the women in the Olivier's life learn of his death. And they're not upset. Sophia Loren talks to her dog about how happy they are that daddy is dead. <laughs> yeah, your bub was dead. <laughs> and uh, Simone, the his mistress, mistress i suppose yeah. but open his, mistress. His mistress yeah it's like she's a fashion designer and she she's not all that upset she was like yeah no i didn't like him <laughs> he was an awful person well, yeah. you were sleeping with him so <laughs> so then we have a sports reporter who's trying to check out of a hotel Le Grand hotel, Le Grand hotel. Yes, Joe Flynn is his name, and his played by Tim Robbins. And he gets a call that he needs to stay and cover the death of Olivier, and he's not very happy about it, but he had already mostly completed the process of checking out, and Julia Roberts was supposed to get his room. Because she's a reporter. She and, Coming in, and so she's supposed to be there for Fashion Week. Yes. And Eisenhower related to the president. Right. They make sure that we know that, but it, I don't know what it has to do with the price of tea in China. Nothing. I, the only thing I can think is that because she looks so disheveled, like she's a hot mess. Like when we meet her in the airport, 
she has a big stain on her white <laughs> crop t-shirt that says world's greatest mom. Which is so weird. And I'm like, you know what? I relate to that. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I resonate with that. Okay. Fair. Like her hair is all a mess, but looks awesome because, yeah. well, Julia she's Julia Roberts. Roberts. Yeah. Um, and so then she... She's a mess the whole movie, and then like right at the end when she gets her luggage and she gets all dressed up, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you kind of are like a ritzy chick, aren't you? Like, oh, okay. And then her hair looks so much worse because it's like done. Yeah. And it was it, way prettier. It was like, way better disheveled. Yeah. But nevertheless, she still looks beautiful. Oh, of course. Of course. Anyway, so they end up having a share room. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because... Uh, because there wasn't another room, so they make them share a room, which seems weird. Let's have strangers share well, a room. I think what happened is because she grabbed the key. She had the key, and he grabbed the key from the, yeah his old key that yeah. he was trying. And so they both ran to the room and got in there. And so it was a kind of a standoff, like. I'm checked in, but you're not checked out, yeah, and we then, both have keys. But then the hotel like sends them champagne to apologize. I think that's their way, it's right? Weird. They're like, uh, "How are we going to make this better?" Uh, champagne. Let's hope they shack up. Yeah, <laughs> because then they won't be so mad, <laughs> and then we can like write this off, and then uh, nobody yeah. will care. Yeah. <laughs> Joe ends up not leaving the hotel room because he put his luggage down to check out. And then his luggage got stolen by Sergio Hatman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Which, by the way, they do end up shacking up the they whole time. Do. They do. The whole time. The whole time. Every time they have anything to drink, yeah, they fool around. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes when they don't drink, they yeah. fool around. Which is just lovely because this guy's married. He makes he tells <sighs> you that the like the first scene in which you see him. Like, hmm. Yep. The lady that Anne, Julia Roberts, bumped into at the airport is Terry Gar, and she's Phoebe's mom. Phoebe's mom! <laughs> From Friends. <laughs> That's how we know her. Yeah. 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 Uh, and Christy she, was the one who nailed that, because I'm sitting there looking at her on screen going, she looks so familiar, and I keep picturing a puppy. Uh-huh. And then she, you're like, it's Phoebe's mom. And I was like, oh, oh, that's why I keep picturing puppies. And mm-hmm. if you don't know what I'm talking about, please no, sit down God. and go watch Friends. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're probably, if they're probably not familiar with it, they're probably not listening to this. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so Phoebe's mom and some guy are having an affair. He's like a buyer for something yeah like marshall's or marshall fields or yeah. bloomingdale's or i i don't know like a, something something yeah something not ritzy enough to get the yeah, attention Kitty, of the reporter Kitty potter was not going to interview this She's guy not impressed no no then there's the sought-after photographer, Milo, and all three of the editors want him, and he ends up taking pictures of all of them in compromising positions because, I don't know, he's a jerk. He's a jerk. <laughs> I don't know, man. He just gets a kick out of it. And that, But really, that storyline was one of the funniest. It is one of the funniest. And you know he's really just a jerk because he gets pictures of the girls being you know, half-naked or something, and... He doesn't actually get the deed done. So he's really not even trying to, you know, take no. advantage of them. He just really thinks it's funny. Yeah. He's just, yeah, he's just messing with them. Sophia Loren identifies her husband's body at the morgue. 
And her spray tan is truly awful. Spray tan is so bad. She's so orange. I don't even know what color that is. We used to, okay, so the Today Show used to have the same problem, like about the same time. Oh, really? Because I can remember watching the Today Show with my husband in the mid to late 90s, and we would laugh about, like, (laughs) you have to be kind to the orange people, (laughs) because they were... It's so very orange. It's so, it's like not a tan color found in nature. No, 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 no. It looks like something found in the desert. It's like a orange brown. It's like terracotta something. (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's like a piece of driftwood, not a person. Yeah. It's just a really strange, strange look. (laughs) I just, I I don't understand it. I don't know, man. It's a bad color. Yeah. Sergio. (laughs) That man. He's. He doesn't have any clothes, but he has a handheld sewing machine. He does, and he is a tailor. <laughs> yes, and he tailors his clothing. I mean, he goes and steals people clothes and then tailors it. I don't even. I don't even have my own jeans. Yeah, exactly. But he's in there tailoring things. I have well, one not, of those stupid little sewing machines. You ever open it? Uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> no, I bought it thinking, oh, I can hem those those pants that are too long. Mm-mm, nope, so didn't. <laughs> I, it's still there. I haven't gotten rid of it because I still think that for some reason it might come in handy one day. <laughs> okay, so there's a theme throughout this movie that means nothing. I wanted it to lead to something. I kept hoping that it would lead to something. And you knew it wouldn't because I was like, no, watch this. Everybody steps in dog poo. <laughs> I don't know if they're trying to like frame Sophia Loren for the murder that didn't happen? I don't know, but, but that was a lot of poo. Kind of she's got a tiny little yes. mutt. I, Not I, even a mutt. I mean, it's some you know. purebred, very, very expensive. Yeah. Small, small dog. Yappy piece of... Yeah, a yappy thing. But uh-huh. I don't know. It's just uh, the dog poo. Although, I, I do remember in one scene they said, oh, it's good luck to step in dog poo. Oh, okay. so I And I that. thought, well, it wasn't good luck for this movie. No, because it's truly It's terrible. a lot of dog poo. They're trying to be funny, and it was not oh, funny. It's not funny. It wasn't, I mean, we're laughing at it, but only because See, it's this is so why. not funny. I'm going to be so mad, because I really do think I'm going to end up wanting to watch it again and thinking about these things, and I'm going to be really mad. Because it's not good enough to be a cult favorite. No, it's really, it's really not. Somebody finally says that it's 1994 Fashion Week. And I only mention that because there is a print song on one of the catwalks. And I won't mention any other catwalk except for the one final more. one. <laughs> because they have nothing to do with anything in the plot. It was just a way to get... To make the fashion designers feel good, I think. Well, or bad because it was bad fashion. I mean, it was like... Well, it's like couture. I could appreciate it for what the ridiculousness that it was and that it is and that it's supposed to like push fashion in a direction. And I mean, I know all that's true, but when I was looking at some of those scenes, I felt like they were trying to do a caricature of it. Like it was trying to make fun of it, but it wasn't funny enough. Because it was a hate letter to the fashion industry. Yeah, like, like I felt like they were trying to be over the top, but they didn't really quite nail the joke. Okay, but I think they were real fashion shows because I think they really filmed it. Oh, oh, during they fall really fashion. Like, oh, uh huh. Oh, well, that's yeah. pretty terrible. <laughs> there was only one fashion show that was good. Yeah. Yes. That we kind of watched. Then it was like a very nineteen nineties. 
DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince kind of like style yeah, and yeah. and that was kind of fun. Yeah. That I was like, "Oh my gosh, that is really literally stuff I wore." Yeah. 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 So Phoebe's mom does a bunch of shopping. A bunch we of shopping. We see her shopping. Then Lyle Levitt, we find out is a boot designer and from Texas. From hey! Texas. We're in Texas. He's bought Simone's whole outfit like her thing because evidently she was out of money and Simone wasn't privy to this. Somehow her adult son had control over this and sold the business right out from under her. And he told her it was so that she could keep designing and they didn't have to worry about money because they were broke. Yeah. Because I guess Olivier had screwed him over somehow because that's why everybody hated him. That's why everybody hated him because he was doing things that were crashing the whole thing. And okay. I, I, don't, I got that at some point, not because it was well presented. <laughs> I'm glad you got it because uh-uh. Sophia Loren and Sergio <laughs> come face to face and she faints. Yeah. And later we learn that they had been married this at one point. This is her long lost husband. Her long lost husband because they were both communists. And then she says she couldn't have been a communist because she was a child. And they talk about like when they got together and he says, you were 18. And she says, oh, I was 16 and then 15. And then I was but a girl of 14. Yeah. <laughs> like what a big freaking liar. Who knows? But they were married and then he took off there on their wedding night to Moscow for something. Yeah, because he... I don't know what the deal was. But then I don't know. crap Lenin, hit the fan. Yeah, Lenin died. Stalin they, died. Sa- Stalin died. Yeah, I don't know. One of those. One of them. They one all of run the, together. One of the awful Russian leaders. Well, and so he says that he got lost and couldn't contact her, and so she thought he was dead. Uh-huh. So then she married Olivier and... Yada, yada, yada. hated him forever, and I guess... Everybody's having an affair. There's people having affairs right, left, and center. They're all like partner swapping. I think it's supposed to be funny. They're partnering. They're swapping, but they don't know they're swapping. Yeah, and so it's very awkward. It is awkward. It was supposed to be funny, and it was. It just fell flat. (laughs) Then the medical examiner. See, this is legitimately funny. Legitimately funny scene. Yes. <laughs> because he's t- he's doing the autopsy on Olivier. And he's like, he's just a butcher. This man. I mean, he's covered in blood from head to toe. He's, t- he's like, well, we know he's dead. Yeah. Like, oh, well, but what cause? But why? Well, I don't know if we'll ever know the why. We might know the how tomorrow. Right. <laughs> And he's drinking coffee and eating a croissant, croissant as he's just covered in blood. Yeah. I, I mean, I've watched Dr. G medical examiner. <laughs> she didn't end up covered in blood. Oh, no. He he like went to town on this body. Did, yeah. There was just, it's everywhere. Yeah. So Phoebe's mom and her lover, they finally meet up. And we learned that not only is their affair secret, but that he's a cross-dresser. Yes, so all the shopping was for him. It was all I for him. I didn't like the clothes that she chose. Yeah, was I a think really ugly pink suit. Yeah, it was. It was really Chanel. ugly. It was horrible. It was ugly. But 
I think she was limited in Paris to find things that would fit this burly man. Well, and that's probably true, but it's also very indicative of the style, the couture style of mm-hmm. the 90s. Yeah. I felt like the street style of the 90s had a lot of merit, which yeah. is why that one fashion show was kind of cool. Yeah. But like all the rest of like the couture and all of that, it just, they hadn't shed the 80s enough yet. And they were trying to, I don't know what their problem was, but that... It was pretty rough. Yeah. But then they go to a club where it's all cross-dressers for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of them have the same style on, and you're like, oh, it's just 90s. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just Bad like 90s. Bad rich people 90s. Yes. So Sophia Loren and Sergio meet up, and they end up in a hotel room together, and she strips for him, and he falls asleep because he's spent he's been awake for so long looking for her. And she abandons him because, I guess... Two husbands, two corpses. Yeah. (laughs) That's what she writes a little note and leaves it for him. And then uh, Olivier's death is revealed to have been an accident. He choked on ham, which we knew the whole time. I'm like, I wish we just didn't know. Uh, Yeah. It would have made it for a better movie if we didn't know... Yes, just, there was no comedy of errors. There was not. There was no ado about nothing. This was not Shakespeare, y'all. Yeah, no, <laughs> it was not. Anne and Joe finally get their bags just in time to leave. They had a few days in Paris. I guess he's going to go home to his wife and pretend it never happened, and she's going to, I don't know, go back to Houston. Uh, I guess so. I guess I don't know. Then they have a final fashion show, and it's Simone's, and all the models walk the runway completely nude, and the final model is the pregnant model from the very beginning of the movie, holding flowers and a veil, also completely nude, and she gets a standing ovation for her innovation of no fashion at the fashion show. Right, because it's her cutting it down like the whole business like she's just done and so her book i'm not dressing anyone anymore and it's like her big goodbye yeah is so everybody's nude yeah and then the reporter kim basinger uh kitty potter doesn't understand and she quits she loses she's it. like i'm i'm done i'm done well, with the fashion industry i never understood and that it scene was so close to being good because you know they're they're walking behind her and you can see her just going i don't understand it you can see all the rage over the years like just kind of building up and she's talking about, i can't take it i can't take it i'm like just say it just say it just say it and she don't say it yeah I just wanted her to go, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. She doesn't say it. She doesn't say it. It was such a disappointment. It was such a moment. She could have done something so good. It was not funny. That was every scene in this movie. It was like potential wasted. Just wasted. And then the very end of the movie, Milo, the photographer who took all the pictures of the editors publishers of the magazines is photographing naked babies in a park and through this park <laughs> walks olivier's funeral procession yeah like, they're, they're, like a procession just, for real too yeah like they're carrying his coffin and Sophia Loren follows behind because, of course, you know, she's the grieving widow. Mm-hmm. And then all the people in black and Sergio is sleeping on a bench. Yeah. But he wakes up in time to fall in. <laughs> Did you get up and fall? Like, it's so weird. It's so weird. And that's the end of the movie. Like, there's like 
almost nothing happened in this movie. Really? Really? There was no... A guy choked on a sandwich. Yeah. And there were some fashion shows and bad jokes and a lot of dog crap. A lot of dog crap. <laughs> Actually, More that was one, one line that was kind of funny was okay. when uh, they were in... In the studio space where Lyle Lovett's coming in to talk to Simone and, um, and he has the boots with him and then the guy steps on dog crap in the studio and, and Lyle's like, that's why we wear boots. <laughs> you know, it was just so like, yep, yep, that's the kind of thing that happens in Texas. <laughs> and we were like, yep, <laughs> sounds about right. Yeah. Yep. Not that there's like, you know, well, not like in the large. suburbs, but like so many people have ranches and, you know, yes. or even in the suburbs, I mean, you have a lot of, a lot of people have chickens and things like that. Oh, and um, yeah, that's true. you have a lot of, you know, so, and, and, you know, you have to wear boots to, you know, protect yourself from the grass because the grass tries to kill you here. Yeah. Yeah. That was something I learned the hard way. Oh yeah. I'm sorry. I was a kid and I lived in Keller, Texas and I remembered the stickers, but then I hadn't lived in Texas until <laughs> 08. Um, after that. And so I came and I was like, the grass is not kind. No. And then there's all kinds of things in the grass. Oh, yeah. That will try and yeah, they'll kill you if they can. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a little bit like Australia here. Sometimes a bit. everything wants to kill everything you Everything wants to kill you. <laughs> all right. So that was weird, man. Yeah. So here's the movie I thought about in the middle of it. Okay. Remember? And I told you this, um, oh, I think. Yeah. Um, but it... It kind of made me think of, and I don't know why, but The Gods Must Be Crazy. Okay. Which that is not when I've seen it. It's an indie flick. From and like 1980, 80. right? Yeah. And it's really, it's one of those, it's a movie about not much, but it's very, very funny and it's very good. And so um, instead of watching Ready to Wear, I highly suggest you go watch The Gods Must Be Crazy. Okay. Just go ahead and search on your Google, search Bushman movie Coke bottle. Go get there. And... <laughs> Okay. See, and now I'm intensely curious. All right. Well, you know, thanks for listening to PredictoCast. And if you enjoyed our takeover of this show, please join us on our podcast, Killer Fun. We explore the intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. And you can find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod. You can find us on Facebook Killer Fun Podcast, exploring the intersection of crime and entertainment. Or you can send us an email killerfunpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Chrissy. I'm Jackie. And we predict you'll be back next week. All right. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that. Our discussion of how well we did or how poorly we did. And frankly, I'm not upset that we did poorly on our predictions because... The movie was just dismal. They could have taken some clues from us. We'd have been happy to help them out, but they would not have listened. They had their own thing going on, and we were just sorry that it wasn't a better movie, but it sure was fun to talk about. So thanks for listening. We know we don't come on the radio that you make a choice when you listen to us, and we so much appreciate it. Please do tell a friend. It's more fun when you listen with a friend. And be sure to join us next week as we talk about the first episode of You Season 2. Joe is back. He's back. And boy, is he ever back. Holy smokes. That character, he's a character, all right. And he is bad news, but so endearing somehow. But really bad news. So 
Join us for that. It's going to be great fun. And we'll talk to you soon. Forge audio. Dream it. Build it. Share it.